With the NHL trade deadline now in the rearview mirror, what's next to come with the rebuilding Arizona Coyotes? On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, we'll discuss whether or not your favorite coyote will remain a cornerstone piece in the years to come. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlik. On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcasts. On today, we are talking about the, the future of this rebuild, Carl, because we just had a trade deadline in which the Coyotes unloaded a lot of assets. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know players that we expected we're going to make moves and we're going to be on their way out. Um, and now it's all not on its past. All that we had to look now is forward for this team. Yep. Yep. Uh, the season is coming very quickly to an end. Uh, tonight's game, when you're listening, is going to be the 64th of the season, which means only 18 more left. Uh, thankfully, the, the season is almost over for the Coyotes. And The season is here. almost over. And the tank is on. You, you I mean you would know with the team, with the the players that were unloaded. Um, we you know we talked about a decent amount. You know the couple players that we missed um, uh, without an episode were you know, the departure of Nick Buke's dad, um, as well as Nick Ritchie. So like you know them being on their way out as well. It's like okay, we know what this team is. It's a tanking team, um, and it's a rebuilding team. And that's what the focus of this episode is called. We're talking about the rebuild. We're talking about, you know, who are going to remain cornerstone pieces because you can't just start with, you know, like a bunch of blocks and like, all right, let's just build. Yeah. You need cornerstone pieces. That's what this episode is focusing on. Cornerstone pieces, players that you are 100% know you want to build around, want to build a culture around. Yeah, and players were like known quantities. Like we can talk about players, and we're going to talk about players who are younger. They they have certainly an upside, but they're not known. You don't know what you're getting. You need to have that kind of certainty about the future of a player. And of course, anything can change in hockey. Happens all the time. But you know, for the veterans, you kind of know what you're going to get with a lot of them. Absolutely. And, you know, like there are some teams that will say, hey, you know what? Our cornerstone guy is going to be this up and coming guy. Our cornerstone guy is going to be this true veteran. You know, the Coyotes are in a unique spot. And I love where they are right now because the players that you can build around them and that that, that uh, cornerstone pieces are veterans, but they're not like, you know, older veterans that, you know, are going to be around only for a few more years. These are veterans that are still young. Very young. They're still in their, you know, early to mid-20s. Yeah. Uh, which kind of just goes to show, like, 
the Coyotes not very long ago were doing another rebuild. Uh, and some of the pieces from that, uh, they're still here. And they are, you know, players who have stood the test of time. Uh, one of the things that I have pointed out uh, a couple times, both on Five for Howling and on Twitter, is that Clayton Keller has more points than the top two Chicago Blackhawks players. Mm-hmm. And Clayton Keller is that kind of guy that like you want that you want to build around, right? He's that yeah. kind of and you know, we talked about um the potential of him being named a future captain. He's one of the very short list of people I would consider making captain in the next couple of years because of that. Yeah. Right. Um not only is it because of his on-ice presence and how good he is, like you said, you mentioned how you know where he is on those points, but Outside of that, you know, you can tell based off the way he talks, the way he presents himself. Like, if like if that's not a player to build a team around, Carl, like, I don't know what is. Yeah, uh, Keller has continued to endure himself to the Coyotes fan base, both with his stellar play, but speaking of presenting himself, the fact that he went to the Tempe City Council uh and gave a short speech the three players that were there he's the one that gave a speech but the three players that were there yeah yeah. it it wasn't the greatest speech be proclaiming keller the next winston churchill but it was it means a lot that he's there that he is that engaged that he is willing to go up and say like hey this is who i am this is why i think this this should happen. This is why I'm excited for it. Um, and also he has six more years left on his deal. So uh, it's a good thing that he wants to stick around seemingly. Yeah. And you know, there are, uh, you know, it, it is good in that, you know, he's, a, he wants to kind of be through it through the long haul. Cause I think he sees it as, and I, and I'm glad he is this way. And I'm, it's, and I'm, this is the impression I'm getting. He sees it as a challenge thing, you know, cause he wants to be able to, you know, like see this through, you know, he, cause they look at it this way. If you, if he's the kind of guy you're building a team around and he sees the vision, it like, obviously it does have to require the Clayton Keller buying into the vision of Bill Armstrong, but he sees that and kind of sees what the future is like, and sticking through that, like that's telling. Yeah. It, I mean, there, there's definitely benefits if you're Clayton Keller, um, to being on a rebuilding team because you know that you're going to be the top guy. Like any support piece that gets added is going to be supplementing you, especially the top end players. Um, you could, you could also tend to control your own destiny a little bit more. Like if we saw this with, I think Oliver Ekman Larson, when he was kind of like the top prospect, top player for the coyotes, he went out and was like, yeah, I want Nick Yarmelson. I want him to be in this blue line. Um, and he was a great fit for the blue line. It was definitely the right call. I think Coyotes fans were happy with Yarmelson's time. But, I mean, Keller is also going to have that kind of sway. He is potentially a future captain. And he is a player who I think is going to benefit from a rebuild. Because you know, in a couple of years, he's going to be like, Top line duties with Dylan Gunther, and that should really help his career. And Kellen is just one of the players, you know, and there are he shares similar aspects to other players that we're going to discuss 
on this episode of Locked on Coyotes. Before we get into any of that, though, I do want to just take a quick uh, break here and get a quick word from our sponsors. And the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. But bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores, the threes drained, everything and in, in everything in between. Once again, I mentioned it throughout the last week with a new guy named Kevin Durant. Now in Phoenix, take over the FanDuel, make some bets surrounding him because you know you want to. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance at your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So let's move on now, Carl, and talk about other, you know, other bits. You know, it was it's great to talk about Keller and you know the importance that he is in building a team around and being a certain player that kind of has the attitude that he wants to be in Arizona. There's another player who wants to be in Arizona, and you can tell that based off the way he talks and presents himself as well. And that's Lawson Kraus. Yep. Uh... We, we talk about Keller being the player that you want to build a team around. Lawson Krause is the player that Bill Armstrong wants to be the prototype. You can see that with the players he drafted. Uh, you can see that with kind of how he's utilized. Lawson Krause is kind of going to be, best case scenario, the template for a lot of Coyotes players in the coming years. Absolutely. Now, Krause may, might have not been one of the one of the players that was accompanied um keller and i saw the picture like it was um which um to a couple other players kraus wasn't there but hey you know what either way it's still like you know you can tell he says he wants to be in arizona he says that once he wants to be a coyote um he kind of and yeah you might be looked back at the arbitration period and you're like oh well we had that scare is that really it's like look Players also got to look at them for themselves financially. I get yeah. it. Um, and he knows his worth. He knows where he where he stands with the Coyotes, and he you know went to go fight him. You know, fight for himself. You know, I and I I applaud him for that. Um, especially because the Coyotes aren't spending a lot of money anyway, so they might as well let it you know let it go. Um, but he's also great. He's getting better and better every year under. Um, you know, ever since, you know, post talkit now under, you know, Andre Torney, he's looked phenomenal. Yep. Uh, he has 20 goals, 13 assists in 58 games last season, 20 goals, 14 assists in 65 games before he was hurt. So definitely seems on pace for career highs and everything. If we're being honest, goals, assists, and points. Uh, he has phenomenal chemistry with Matias Michelli. Um, and he's definitely a leader. Like you can look for Lawson Kraus to be the guy who's going to score a goal to get the team in it or be the lone bit of offense against the Carolina Hurricanes last week. 
Like the team needs a player like Kraus and he seems definitely ready. Like you mentioned arbitration. It didn't get to arbitration, which is good. Arbitration is not good for the long-term relationship between a team and a, and a player. Exactly. But, you know, it, it probably took longer than I think either side would have liked, but it didn't get there. And I think for right now, at least all signs point to it being a good relationship. And, and you hope, you hope it stays that way because um, I mentioned Keller as one of the names I see as a potential future captain of the Arizona Coyotes. I see Kraus being right up there with them. Like yeah. if it's not Keller, it is a hundred percent going to be Kraus. <laughs> I mean, at this point, that seems pretty safe to say. Like it's either going to be Keller or Kraus. They're the two players who I think long term, the the biggest like confirmed players you would want to have. Uh, and you know, Kraus signed a five year deal. He didn't have to sign that time. He could have. Signed a shorter one, made it to free agency. Signed a five-year deal going into a year where the Coyotes were going to be in a smaller venue and still being almost as bad as they were the previous year. Yeah. that If that doesn't really spell, like, you know, buying in to what Bill Armstrong is building, what is? I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's the only way I can describe it. And that's all, and that and that's great to hear. Like, and and that's the theme that we're gonna that we're kind of mainly kind of going in on this, Carl. These players that are buying in, right? There are so many players that choose not to buy in, and you know, the the, the case of Jacob Chikrin, for example. You know, he was like, you know, not to say necessarily like he wasn't buying in, but you know, when the Coyotes gave him the option, he's like, yeah, I want to win, so I'm gonna look someplace else yeah and i mean that's fine uh, it's understandable i think and, and we're not going to fault him for it right yeah. good on him for making for knowing that what he wanted um but in the case for the arizona coyotes you want to make sure that you surround yourself around with players who want to be here who like a rebuild is not going to succeed without that yeah like the the career of a professional athlete is often short and full of questions. So like you need to be engaged and something we've talked about the past two years is the, the coyotes have been getting great performances out of players who are willing to be in Arizona during a tough situation and have something to prove. And I think, you know, Kraus has something to prove. I think Keller has something to prove. Uh, and I think a couple of other players do too. What do you think about Christian Fisher? Because he's not the biggest name, but he was one of the players who was there at the Tempe City Council meeting. He was. It was. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he was he was one of the other ones that was there right beside right beside Clayton Keller. Um, and I do think he is a kind of guy that I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not sure if I'd label cornerstone, but I would say 100% support piece throughout this rebuild. Yeah. Um, 100% going to be a player that's going to be through it all, like th through it, and still going to make a big impact. He has played like he's got he's played better than you know previous years in this last year, and then like and his 
I believe it is off ice presence and his his demeanor around around the team and everything like that. I think that's what makes a difference with him. He, you know, you're right. He has played better recently. Uh, Ten goals, eleven assists, twenty one points in sixty two games. It's his second best year in Arizona outside of his rookie season, which mm-hmm. is just insane. Um, for the longest time, especially during kind of like the 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 Taki years, as things went along, I kept waiting for Jacob or for uh, Christian Fisher to show up and like prove what he can do. And it seemed like he was like, just going to slip away, like almost be demoted um, to the AHL. Like, you know, two years ago, it was rough, but he has just completely turned his game around i'd say even last year we still had a little bit of a question mark because i think he still didn't really find himself in the new system yet but this last year like he this lot this this season he's really come into his own and he kind of feels he seems comfortable yeah and he is definitely a more veteran guy now he is 25 years old which in the grand scheme of things is not very old but he has been in the league for so long like made his start in 2017 like that is over five years in the nhl like that is definitely you know a lot especially when we're talking about like a lot of prospects coming up a lot of players from college coming in yeah like plus here's the thing like you know we can talk about you know top line guys you know they're you know top six guys in um in like clayton keller and lawson kraus any day but you get a you know a guy who can play those you know those bottom six minutes like like Christian Fisher and be that veteran to kind of help, you know, other younger guys who play down there. That's what I see him doing. And you really do need like, especially in today's NHL, like four full lines. You, you can't like skimp out and just have like a giveaway line because those matchups tend to be important. Like having a fourth line out there and having like a bottom six who you can trust can make the difference between a win and a loss. hundred percent. Um, so Christian Fisher is uh, is definitely one of those one of those guys. What we're gonna do though is we're gonna talk a couple more other players. Um, there was one other player that was at the uh, Tempe City Council meeting last June that we still didn't talk about. Um, we'll get to the, to uh, him in just a bit. Plus one or two other players we believe are cornerstone to you know major support pieces throughout this Arizona Coyotes rebuild in the next couple of years. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to get better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. What I like to do is I like to wake up in the morning, usually work for a little bit, and then about an hour in, go down and get my AG1 to really get that energy going. And the best thing is it is lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, daily free, gluten free, it's got you covered. It also contains less than one gram of sugar and no nasty chemicals or artificial everything while still tasting good. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. 
That's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So let's get to a few more players, Carl, and talk about, um, you know, again, major support pieces and cornerstone pieces for this Arizona Coyotes rebuild. And um, we've gone through three already without talking about Nick Schmaltz. Um, now, of course, Schmaltz had that bit just last week. People were talking about him potentially being traded. Same thing with Kraus. Um, yeah. But, you know, there, this was a kind of situation in which, you know, and even Bill Armstrong said it, like, look, they were just listening to offers. Like, they didn't really didn't have any attention. Because, look, Nick Schmaltz is, I mean, another player who has literally looked phenomenal since, like, Andre Torrey has come to town. Yeah. Yeah, I think for a while there was questions about whether or not Schmaltz would ever be a 20-goal scorer again, um, and he has done that. He has 19 goals this season, seems poised for his second straight 20-goal year, um, and only the third of his career, which is, is just kind of astonishing. Also, I cannot think of a player who plays better with Clayton Keller than Nick Schmaltz. Yeah, the, the, that duo right there, like, you know, throughout the rebuild, if you're going to have a top line, like, if you could you could put whoever you want in center. You just have those two on the wing, and, like, they have phenomenal chemistry. Yeah, and, you know, kind of like we talked about with Clinton Keller, like, you want to keep your top high offense guy happy, and until the team gets someone who can – replace schmaltz i I don't see him going anywhere like maybe in a couple years we have a keller cooley gunther line and you know that could be the thing but but that's still a ways off i mean even then like you do like a keller cooley schmaltz line and have gunther on the wing on the second and in the second line in second pair maybe alongside kraus like i mean it could work like there, there's plenty of opportunity. Uh, I think, especially the fact that he is less called upon to be doing center duties. I know we were talking about this a couple years ago under Tocket. We're like, you know, there's an issue when Nick Schmaltz is your number one center. Yeah. Now we no longer have to talk about that because he's not playing center. <laughs> yeah. Also, again, let's let's be real. He nobody was a high offense player under, under socket. No. Uh, just wasn't the case. Uh, there are definitely potential hurdles with Schmaltz. He does tend to get injured quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a question about whether or not that's going to continue. He just took a puck to the jaw and didn't miss a game. So I think that's maybe a good indicator. Although, as I said, I don't think you can really blame a guy for being out after taking a puck to the jaw. Yeah, there's a reason why in rec hockey here and we wear full cages. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're not taking that risk, yeah, but yeah, um, <clears throat> but either way, Schmaltz will, of course, being the uh, the third player, uh, of the uh, of the three that were at the Tempe City Council meeting last June, um. Which I mean, the fact that Keller was there, of course, Schmaltz was going to be there. <laughs> it's a, it's, 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 it's a brother relationship. They just, you know, 
they do everything you know they're they're attached to the hip like that yeah uh, i just like uh, like maybe one more year with Barrett Hayton for a full season, I, a year with Cooley like centering them. Like I do think that there is like a next level that they can they they can go to, but for right now, I think you, you just can't mess with that chemistry. I also would love to see this kind of like side note, just a really quick side note. I would love to see like a like some kind of like Coyotes media piece. Uh, that like you know like a little like mini short like uh short film or short like clip or whatever that just displays the brotherhood of, <laughs> with uh keller and uh and schmaltz yeah uh I, I that is like two players who i wonder like what they're like off eyes are do they hang out or are they like penn and teller who are just like yeah we work together we work really good together but we don't talk outside of work yeah like i mean wouldn't that be cool to know because like you know how they how they work on the ice you gotta understand we gotta kind of like would love to see what they are off the ice um but 100 percent schmaltz been looking phenomenal um would love to see him you know continue to don an a on that uh, on his sweater and be a part of this kaiju's team at least you know if he's next couple years at the rebuild if not longer like i said until you find someone who plays better with Clayton Keller, you shouldn't think about giving up Nick Schmaltz. Exactly, because that 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 could that could ruin that could break down the rebuild right there. Yeah, definitely. Final. Do you have any final final ones, or do you think? Because I I mean, you could make an argument for Carly Melka as like the goalie you're going to build around. You're, you're going to build up with. Yeah, um, and I think kind of he is the only other player you can make an argument about uh it's very telling that we don't have a defenseman who we are talking about building around uh not a good sign although i mean there are there i will say this in the tease future episodes there are defensemen out there who i believe that you can develop to eventually be a part of this you know that that the core years from now yeah not right now yeah, definitely, definitely going to be one for the future episode. Uh, Vimelka, like, he seems solid enough. He he's had some weak games recently, uh, so consistency is definitely an issue. Um, I, I think he played well with Ingram. Uh, I think once Ingram kind of came into his own, he was able to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to be the goalie in a tanking team, like. Let's be real. Like, there's going to be blown coverage. It's not intentional, but it's the guys on the ice in front of you. Um, I would say that, yeah, he is probably the best, uh, you know, player to to build around. Unless, you know, Prosvitov comes up big in the next couple of years or Ingram just kind of steals the crown. For right now, it's Vimelka. 100%. And, and I'm glad they have that because – I don't know how long they were going to continue to test out the Ivan Prospetov experiment. I mean, I, 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 I've been hoping so much for that dude, but like, it just, nothing's gotten there yet for him. Yeah. And you know, I, I, we, we have talked about Prospetov like coming up every time he seems to be getting a call up. It's against like some of the top teams in the NHL. Uh, he he is a very young goalie, and goaltenders can take a long time to develop. Like 
Mike Smith played his best years, I think, like as a 30, you know, in his 30s. Yeah. Um, I would need to look into that to make sure. But, you know, he was a seasoned guy. He was like a, a backup around the league for a while. We've kind of seen that with some of the other players, like, you know, forwards hit soon, defensemen hit a little bit later, goaltenders hit a lot later. Yeah, and that and it it doesn't surprise me because those are the ones that like, you know, and let's 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 put it this way, like forwards have specific, like you know a very specific thing they can work on and they have shorter shifts, you know, so they really focus on that you know that burst of speed and that very quick you know that extreme quickness and power you know in the case of like you know. Um, Clayton Keller, you look for those playmakers. If you look for Lawson Krause, you like you know he focuses on being a power forward. They have those niches and they get those short bursts and then back on the bench after yeah. like a four, 30, 45 and you know max of like a minute shift. And then like that is, I mean, because that's like what they do is still taxing, but you know they have a little bit less to you know to kind of need to crazy focus on than the others. Yeah. Goaltenders are just a different breed. I don't know what to say. They're just weird. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about what we talked about before we close on this one? Uh, I think it's, um, all things considered, uh, a good, solid core that, that the Coyotes have. There are some questions when they acquired another dead contract, if it was going to lead to trading Kraus or Schmaltz, but it seems like they are here to stay. And I think that's the right call. Absolutely. We named five solid players that, you know, this Coyotes team is building up around. Um, and you'd, we'd hope to see them continue to stick together as much as they could throughout the next four, you know, you know, three, four years, maybe even longer past this rebuild, because uh, it's going to be a long one. You want people to be excited and you want people to have a really good experience watching Coyotes hockey. Absolutely. Anyways, we're out of we're out of time on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Coming up, we're going to continue to talk about the players to build around in the sense of support and the sense of rising stars. We're going to talk about those all throughout this upcoming week. So be sure to stay locked in to Locked On Coyotes. But if you like what you heard today, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media on Facebook, facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Call Pavlock is at five for howling. That is the five spelled out the number four and howling. Interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back. We're on a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.